Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, chipping away at the work week. We had a uh, pretty big deal. Who won the big money at the TPC yesterday, man? TPC is the big one down at Ponte Vedra, Florida. It's what many of the pros call the fifth major. There are four majors, but they like to call this one the fifth because the purse is so big. It's $20 million. That's the entire purse. And the winner gets 3600000 and that winner is Cameron Smith who really came from behind. Uh, Keep in mind, the TPC went one extra day. That's because they had such ridiculous weather problems down in Florida. And it turned cold for them. Not for us, but for them. (laughs) Ponte Vedra, I think the high temperature one day was 55. Oh, that's when it was 50 (laughs) this morning. Are you kidding me? Come on, Florida. Anyway, they did get the tournament in, finally finished it yesterday, and Cameron Smith becomes the fifth Australian to win the TPC and the huge money, 3600000 He did it with a 600-par 66, and he overtook the guy who was kind of the Cinderella in the tournament, and very few, if anyone, have ever heard of him, Anirban Lahiri. He is a 34-year-older from India, and he's trying to make it on the U.S. tour. He does live in this country now, but he's a virtual unknown, and yet he was right in there all the way, finished one stroke back. But the winner's Cameron Smith, 3600000 and the tour goes on, and we're closing in on the Masters, which is the first weekend in April. When you're getting paid back a couple mil, it definitely makes sense to actually have golf as a hobby if you're not getting that kind of money. It's too expensive, at least for me. Um, but, you know, what am I talking about? I've been an intern for almost 20 years now. Uh, tough break for the Padres, my man. It Lee. really is. It really is. I have a new manager, Bob Melvin, and he is a, a proven pro. And he has all the ingredients, or let me put it in the past tense, had all the ingredients for a championship team this year. And now his star player, Fernando Tatis Jr., only 23 years old, one of the budding stars of baseball breaks his wrist. Actually, the fracture occurred quite a while ago, but it has now just begun to, and by quite a while ago in the offseason, it's now begun to manifest itself in soreness and inability to really move his wrist. So it looks like he's going to have to have surgery, and those wrist surgeries are really difficult because of these numbers of small bones involved. But it looks like he may be out for as much as three months and that is really costly to the Padres. That's a ter- terrible break. Those guys can't catch a break. I, I I remember they were smoking hot right out of the gate last year. And then, I mean, arguably one of the best teams in baseball. And then all of a sudden, yeah, they 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 collapsed down the stretch completely, and the manager got fired. Well, yeah, obviously it was a, a situation they needed to correct because they had all the weapons. Oh but, yeah, uh, Gosh, yes. Oh man, unfortunate, but you know what, baby, that's baseball, and hey, baseball's back. First of the exhibition games is coming up on the 18th, which is later on this week, and then we'll go right on through until the season opener, which is April the 7th. It's getting here before you know it, man. Yeah, it really it's is. Coming, it's coming quick, really, really quick. Speaking of which, it seems like yesterday we were talking about the start of basketball season, <laughs> but now we're talking about the state championships happening this week. This What's is week, first? week number two because these are the classes four, five, and six. These are the bigger schools, and the first games will be Thursday. And it's class six because there are fewer teams in class six. They're going to start early. These are the big schools, largest in Missouri. Girls start at first at 12 noon on Thursday, and these are two of the best teams 
not just in Missouri, but in the country. Incarnate Word, which is nationally ranked in girls basketball, takes on St. Joseph's Academy from St. Louis, both, of course, obviously private schools. The 2 o'clock game to public schools, and they are Blue Springs South and the Kickapoo Lady Chiefs. Mike Holmes, my alma mater. Absolutely. And and these girls are very good. Yes, they are. Very good. Boys game at 4 o'clock. Again, you run into the all-St. Louis matchup. It's CBC versus Chaminade from St. Louis. That's the one game. And the other is Staley. Staley is a newer high school up in Kansas City. It's in the north part, north Kansas City. Staley, and they're very good. But can they be as good as Nixie? (laughs) The Nixie Eagles... Uh, at uh, 6 o'clock on Thursday night, we'll play uh, Staley. That is the Class 6 semifinals. Should be great basketball. We're talking basketball. Missouri State Bears, NIT tournament. They are in Oklahoma tonight. What's the spread, my man? Spread is six points. The Sooners are favored by six. And really, that's the way it ought to be. They're playing on their home court. And they are a Big 12 conference team. And they are a good team. Are they a great team? Not at all. Can the Bears beat them? Absolutely, Missouri State can. When you take a look at the stats, Mike, Missouri State is actually a higher-scoring team than Oklahoma. The Bears are averaging somewhere over 75 points a game, and Oklahoma, which is not a big-scoring team, is in the high 60s. But Oklahoma also plays very good defense, and Porter Mosier is their coach. He knows all about the Bears. He's coached against the Bears many times. The Bears head coach, Dana Ford, is a pupil He played for Porter Mosher when Porter was the head coach at Illinois State back in the early 2000s. So the coaches know each other very well. The teams probably don't, but the strategy will be there. Oklahoma Oklahoma plays a much, much tougher schedule than the Bears. They play the Big 12, Mm -hmm. like the defending national champs, Baylor, which Oklahoma beat last week. Yep. You have Kansas, you have Kansas State, you have Texas Christian, which is having a great year. Texas Tech, which had a great year. And Oklahoma plays all these guys. Oklahoma State is another one. Big, big competition. Now, are the Bears capable? You bet they they are. If they get hot, Isaiah Mosley, Gage Prim, and company, they can hurt some big-time teams. Will they tonight? Well, we'll find out. Tip-off at 6 o'clock, Lloyd Noble Center, campus of Oklahoma, University of Oklahoma. I doubt that the crowd is very big. The reason I say that is that the Sooners, the university's on spring break, number one, and this is for them the NIT when they thought they were going to be in the big dance and got pushed out of it by the breaks. Well, the Bears never considered the NCAA. They knew they weren't going. NIT is a very nice reward. Altogether psychological advantage for Missouri State. Let's find out. I hope you're right, but yeah, they were hot up that win on Thursday, and that's got to be demoralizing because you think, especially after beating a team like that last week, you get in, but hey, it's just one game. And then the team that knocks them out, Texas Tech, they lost by one point. I know. Crazy. Mm, mm. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But that is college basketball. Good luck, Bears. Get that W. Eat your Wheaties. Um, so, some kind of interesting things happening league-wise in the NFL. First, the Chiefs definitely going to try and restructure Frank, Frank Clark's contract. They got to come down on that. I think they got two years left. We'll see if they actually do. If not, he gone. Uh, Darrell Williams supposedly going back to free agency, which sucks. But, I mean, we got a ton of running back so we'll see what happens there but then yesterday it was announced that the Browns would be parting ways with Jarvis Landry Chiefs are one of the front runners to uh, get him if 
they can make it work the, They aren't the only team. Of course, the Packers are involved, the Patriots, the Titans, the New York Jets. A lot of this depends on Jarvis Landry. All right, that's there's the problem right there, in my opinion. Who is Jarvis Landry? Well, he is 29 years old. He's not a kid. He's been in the NFL since 2014. He's another in this. <laughs> I, I, I find it uh, amusing in regards to the fact that they produce so many outstanding players. Another in the quadri of receivers from LSU. And Landry is very good, very good. But he has also had injury problems. Mm-hmm. And he's right up there at that cusp, 29 and 30, when your effectiveness is uh, somewhat in question. Do the Chiefs want to gamble on a wide receiver? The guy's a proven pro, but how long will he be available for 17 games and so forth and so on? A lot of decisions to make on the part of Veach and Andy Reid and company, but we'll see what happens. He's only one. There'll be some in the draft and some other free agents let go. The Kansas City Chiefs really need to look at getting some size on a receiver. They need a guy underneath that has got some size because our guys, they're good. But they're not big, and we need a big Mike Williams-type receiver on our team big time, especially when you look at what the AFC West is doing, bringing in all this talent at QB, bringing all this – I mean, the Chargers are trying to put together one hell of a defensive team, it looks like. Um, It's not going to be an easy division anymore, and I don't think we're going to have as easy of a time owning it this year. And one of the others is the Denver Broncos with Russell Wilson. I don't care what anybody says, Wilson makes that team a whole lot better. Oh, yeah, definitely. They get more wins right there. Now, speaking of which, though, um, their old quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, he gone. (laughs) He's making a tour of the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to his retirement home, if you will. Well, in a sense, that's right. (laughs) He has been signed by the Miami Dolphins uh, by a one-year, one-year contract to back up to a Tagovailoa. And that's a pretty good deal because Bridgewater can still play. We saw what he did with the Denver Broncos at least for a while last year before Drew Locke came in. Of course, injury problems also played not a small role in that decision. But the fact of the matter remains that Bridgewater, who had some really good years in college at Louisville, is probably on the downside of his career. But as a backup, he'll he'll see some action for the uh, Dolphins, depending on what the circumstances are. But yeah, that's where he is now, wearing that aqua blue and combination orange and white and everything else. Incidentally, did you see where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are... Well, they have a pretty good quarterback coming back, Tom Brady. They're going back, and you may or may not remember this, but their original uniforms mm-hmm. were the same color mm-hmm. as orange sherbet. Yep. And that sherbet was a that was a big deal when I was a kid. I love those jerseys too. They're going back to. They're you. going back to. Yeah, uh, one of the guys that works here is a big Tampa Bay fan, and he actually has one of those throwbacks. He wears constantly. He actually has season tickets. Can you believe that? To the Buccaneers. He 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 goes probably two or three games, sells the rest of them, so it kind of evens out. But I mean, so be young he and have time down to, do things. to Tampa, Florida, yeah, three or four times this last season, and they went eight or nine, depending on yep, how many yep. home games they have. So, yep, and half he, of them. Oh my! But again, to be young. No kids, no bills. You can buy season tickets and fly across the country for a weekend to go see football. Not me. <laughs> Not yep, Ned. The others I can handle, but get rid of the bills. Yeah, God, get rid of the- <laughs> <laughs> Ned, you have a good day. We're going to talk about our retirement plans. I'll see you tomorrow, man.